recording on my computer. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Are you ready? All right. Good morning, everyone. Paul Alcoholic. Uh, it's the morning here in California. Again, we've been having these for a while. Just want to reiterate, this isn't an AA meeting. It's a member's uh, view, really, of the exact nature of the wrong. And then from there, looking at everything else in the program from that point. I feel... Uh, I just wanted to read this thing out of step three, page 63. Uh, it's the step three prayer. Or, so God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. So if the bondage of self isn't relieved, then you're doing self's will in a way, if you look at the statement. So... Please relieve me of the bondage of self so that I may better do thy will. It doesn't say, uh, let me do your will better and then relieve me of the bondage of self. But relieve me of the bondage of self, yes, so I can better do thy will. And this is the whole key, yeah, is, the, is to see that there's something in place already that almost mimics uh, the prayer to the solution the idea of perhaps there's a better way, as it states in uh, around page 67, the fear inventory, uh, a reliance on something infinite instead of finite self. So it doesn't tell you, you have to rely on the infinite. It's basically informing you, you've been relying on finite self. So there's the diagnosis, and then the diagnosis makes the solution very clear. Without a clear diagnosis, the solution can be misinterpreted quite a lot. But basically, perhaps the old, perhaps the, the old way was a complete abject faith in the disease or where the disease resides, which is in the mind, demonstrated by uh, a devotion to the thoughts as if they are, all of them are true. And... Uh, instead of seeing that that's where false evidence is being presented as if it was real. So this, it's so beautiful in a way because you arrive at the solution by diagnosing the problem. And if you don't have the diagnosis of the problem, we run into the statement that's, that's quoted in page 62, where he, he, and if you look at the program as a linear pro, uh, progression, the steps, then first would be more important than next. Yeah? And so in page 62, the bottom of it, it says, this is, not, this is the how and why of it. First of all, we have to quit playing God. All right, so how are you going to quit something you may not know what it is? You can, it's a very, it's a loose term. What is playing God? Can we reflect on some of the examples of what's playing God? Well, when you wake up in the morning and, and your, the thought system tells you how the day's going to be, that's playing God. It tells you how they're going to be, how you're going to be, how you were. 
that's playing God. It's forecasting incredible amount of uh, discomfort and misfortune when you're perfectly okay in your bed. That's playing God. So by recognizing what's playing God, you can see something. And you can see that, wow, so that which is playing God, if that tries to quit playing God under the guise of being me, because I believe the root of the problem is the act of being identified as what you're not, or the act of being identified as a self. So if that, if that root of the problem is disguised, then when that which is playing God reads, it has to quit playing God, and it now pursues a path of quitting playing God, isn't that playing God? I don't see how you can come to any other diagnosis. So that which is playing God, if it plays God about quitting playing God, that's playing God. It's just unbelievable. So if you get an idea, and it's just a humble... It's not... It's, I don't want you to believe. I want to investigate, really. I want to see... It, does, it, does it hold water? Does it feel like when I been when I was under the influence that I was taken over by something? Yeah, and just like it says the sudden realization will have in recovery, which is su- we'll suddenly realize that something is doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. Well, maybe it may not be a sudden realization, but hopefully you will realize that when you were under the influence, something was doing through you what you would have never done by yourself. So there's something the idea of a higher power was in place in the act of disease. The higher power was the thought system, was the mental state. That was the higher power. And it was projecting and forecasting a lot of false evidence. And because we believed it, it appeared to be real to us. And then our reactions to life were based on that. We, our reactions were taking false evidence to appear real and then reacting to that as if it was real. That led us to fuck it, which is the surrender of the alcoholism. It led us to fuck it. And at that condition, we're apt to do almost anything. And one of those things we can, we're apt to do is drinking, let's say, after 20 years of sobriety. With all the wealth of information that you can construe as self-knowledge, which will avail you nothing at that moment, because the, there's no mental defense against it. So, you know, I'm just putting it out there because it's worked for me. I had this recognition because, as it says in a vision for us, a vision for you, that this power is going to constantly reveal to you stuff. Well, one of the revelations was that self is not me, yeah? (laughs) That self, what it represents is mental activities that are reinforced by memory and perception and by the thought system and by the narration of it all day, yeah? That there's an identification as what I'm not that makes me pray to another takeover by alcoholism, yeah? Because alcoholism for me only amplifies the original addiction, which is self. The addiction to being the doer and the thinker, the feeler and the haver, and being all those things as a thing. And therefore, 
the, the solution is of a spiritual nature, I believe we are, we are the solution. We don't have a solution. We don't have a spiritual condition. We are a spiritual condition. So by seeing what we're not, we'll find out what is the primary condition in our life, which is spirit. Yeah? And therefore, the spiritual condition being our condition is the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition, which is the basis of our, or the, the basis of our daily reprieve from active alcoholism. Yeah, so could you imagine if, if I have a condition, I may not have the condition. If I am a condition, that's what I am. There's a whole, it's a different beast. If I have a condition, I may not have a condition. And what's going to discuss and critique and assess my spiritual condition, a mental one. And it's going to play God with my spiritual condition. And it'll never be freaking enough. But what happens if I'm not a mental condition, nor a physical condition, that I am a spiritual condition? Wouldn't that bring about an ease and comfort that wasn't based by 24-hour vigilance and constantly watching, but a more relaxed freedom? like being a free-range alcoholic instead of cooped-up alcoholic. So um, this is just a possibility. If you, can, if you wear these, these ideas, if they fit, wear them. And I'm, I have great faith that it will become a basis of traveling lighter through this event. And really, what more do I want? What, you know, what more do we want but to travel lighter? We can't have everything great. Things may happen to us that look like very uncomfortable conditions. And maybe you're not going to be able to avoid it, but you can travel lighter through it. Yeah, You can see it in a different way that will allow you to travel lighter through it instead of seeing it in the same old, same old way that causes a lot of heaviness while I'm traveling through it. I'm going to have to travel through life one way or the other. Can it be lighter or heavier is really up to us in a sense. By recognizing the disease and seeing it as not us, that's going to lead to us traveling lighter. Yeah, so there you go. I don't, you know, if anyone wants to speak about anything today, any topic, you can bring it up and... Let's uh, explore that, but uh, this is the basis I see everything from, and it's worked yeah, for a long, 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 long time. And the problem really, on a day-to-day -day level, hasn't existed as me for a while. And what really, I mean, if you would coin a solution in relationship to active alcoholism, that the highest form of solution is that problem doesn't exist as us or for us today. That's a damn good solution. So, all right, thank you. Thanks a lot, Paul. Um, if you have a question for Paul, go to the participants uh, section and raise your hand and we'll get to you. We have a couple questions already, Paul. Uh, the first one is from Carrie Klein. I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself and then you can ask your question. 
How you doing, Paul? Hey. Hey, so basic question I offer myself to the, um, the third step prayer. If there's not two, you know, how does that work? Well, you're offering self to thee. You're not offering you. So we're the same? No. It's myself. What is that? What is that that has a self? It's saying I offer myself. What is that that is before the my? It isn't self. It's sort so of like I offer I offer my car. Yeah? That obviously I'm not the car. Right. There's something before the mind. What is that? That's uh, that spirit. Yes. There you go. But that's what I'm saying. What is, is spirit? I mean, is there something other than God? Whatever that God oh, is. I wouldn't say. I would say that's no. But saying. there's a lot of appearances. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was just tripping on that because I believe. You know, I just I go. I believe it, and then when I hear it and I see it on the card. It trips me up, you know, like, like there's two. Well, there isn't really two. There's one identified as another. Yeah, but there's no other it's identified as. You see, we're identified as self, but there is no self to be identified as. In other words, we're putting on, let's say, a self suit, but it doesn't it doesn't uh, neutralize what we are. We're just disguised, yes? So we're just like God in drag? God in drag, yes. So like it says, you know, we abandon, my, I abandon myself to God. Now, I remember when I was young, running around in San Francisco, we used to have beaters, you know, like buy a car for 50 bucks. And maybe we'd run in into a tree and we would just abandon the car. We would just walk away and just fuck it. Yeah. For you to abandon something, it implies you're something else. Yes. Have you ever abandoned you? When you open your eyes, there you are. There's been no abandonment of you. There's an abandonment of something other than you. I think that's why I used to like to trip because I could get, I felt like I was out of myself for a little bit. Well, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to trip, but the authorities didn't like me tripping. See, that was the dilemma. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I thought I was taking medicine and they thought I was doing something illegal. Right. And like, as the old song says, I fought the law and the law won. <laughs> yeah, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> I never came over to their idea, but <laughs> I still saw it as medicine, but they never did, though. No. So this is just that we're trying to play with words because right. words are used to reinforce something unimaginable. I mean, we keep talking as if we're something that we're not all day. <laughs>
So I don't know. So I like to play with words. So when I hear that I uh, abandon myself, the my is a sense of owning or identifying with something that comes after. So self, yeah, is something that I'm identified as. I'm now going to abandon that idea over to God and allow God to correct it, yes? Because self can't get out of self. Self isn't going to abandon self. That's just more self, yeah? So, yeah, I'm going to make a decision to turn my will and life over to the care of something. I'm going to abandon myself. That's not me. That's what I'm not. Over to God. Let him do what it will, yeah? The same thing with, please relieve me of the bondage of self so I can better do thy will, yeah? Because in the bondage of self, I'm not doing seemingly God's will. That's the implied statement, yeah? I'm doing self's will. But every time I'm, do, I'm in self's will, I keep calling it my will. That's the act of being identified as self. I don't see how you can come to any other diagnosis, yeah? If Stanley is manifesting through Paul, and Paul's narration keeps saying it was my manifestations, Paul is in the act of being identified as Stanley, yes? Obviously. There it is. I humbly leave it as the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah? It's, that, it's the act of being identified. See, we're not in the act of being identified. What we're listening to is in the act of being identified. The mental state which we're listening to is in the act of being identified. We're not. See? Spirit is spirit is spirit is spirit is spirit. Yeah? It doesn't... If it seems to move through a container, it's not a, the container, yeah? It's spirit, yeah? <laughs> if, yeah I, if light moves through a camera, it's just like life moving through a thin curtain. It's light, yes? The curtain isn't light and the camera isn't light. It's light moving through something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to watch words because the words are a subjective language used by objects. Really, they're constantly talking about an object as a subject. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any volition out of seeing? If your eyes are open, can you choose what you're going to see? If you're just gazing out of a window? No. You're going to see what passes by the window. Yeah. There's no volition in it. You can't vow, I'm never going to see a bird, and then you'll see a bird in five minutes. You can't, you have no power to keep that vow because seeing isn't under your control. Yeah? You come after the seeing. The idea of you is after the seeing. The seeing is of spirit. That's what we are. We're living as if we're something else. And then... The, the trials and tribulations li living as that something else leads us to having to become spiritual. <laughs> so we try to mimic our own nature from the false nature's point of view. That's called identified as what you're not. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever, self can't get out of self. That's like, you know, 
If you're going to smoke spiritual cigarettes on each pack, there'll be that statement. Self can't get out of self. It's a fucking warning. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're not self. Then there'd be no need to get out of it. And then you'd find out you were never in it. And then you may find out your own nature, which is not of self. It's not of an idea. It's, yeah. And maybe that will be a new basis that you live life from. And that basis is you are a spiritual condition, which is the highest form of maintaining a spiritual condition, which is the directive of the whole program. Your daily reprieve is contingent on your maintenance of your spiritual condition. Yes? What happened? How much maintenance would you need to do if you are a spiritual condition? The spiritualness would maintain itself. Yeah? All you'd have to do is watch out for little mental encroachments and shit like that. Yeah? And you can see self from somewhere other than self. You can see it. You can see the activity. You can. Yeah, and instead of calling it you all day, you'll see it as other. You will. And then hopefully you can bring it to step six and he- seven and have that energy reconfigured so that it, it betters you and others instead of enslaving you into, you know, impossibilities in the past and the future. Yeah? What's, ex- what's exactly happening now could be happening differently. It could be. The basis that we're not aware of could change and we'd be living from a different basis. Really, seriously. Yeah? To the point where it's described in AA as a new attitude and a new outlook. You don't get a new attitude and a new outlook every fall season. It's not fun. You, know, you don't do a two-day retreat and get a new attitude and a new outlook. But that's what happens to us. A new freedom and a new happiness? Fucking far out. Yeah? This is not changing the, you know, it's not changing, it's changing the basis, yeah? Trusting something infinite instead of trusting something finite is a huge change in the basis of living. It is. It's unbelievably huge. Yeah? You may not see it, but you're experiencing its effects all freaking day. Mm-hmm. Where you're looking from is much more important than what you're looking at, completely. Check it out. What's the root of the disease? I stopped drinking, yet I'm still disturbed. So obviously it's not drinking and not doing drugs, yeah? There's something else going on, yeah? All right. I've called self-ego, and I've tried to work limiting it and socializing it and civilizing it. How does that work? Now you're enslaved to maintaining or keeping ego at bay. That's not freedom. Yeah? A curated, civilized, socially adaptable self is still slavery. There's still bondage there. Yeah? How about... You see it as other than you. Bill W. did it without knowing it or knowing it. Who knows? But it's right in the big book, page 64. I use it every week. And I because I love hearing it. Yeah? Hey, being convinced 
being convinced. You've got enough evidence. Yeah, <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, what's delayed the being convinced, we try to be convinced as what we're not. And you're never going to fucking convince what you're not. You're not. Yeah, I've heard people totally convinced and then five minutes later I see them on the street loaded. Yeah, there's no convincing the mental state. The convincing happens in what is inferred as the innermost or some, it's given some name to see that it's other than what you think is all this yapping. Yeah, being convinced what? That self. Not being convinced that you but being convinced that self manifested in various ways. He hasn't started talking about us yet. He hasn't. He's talking about self. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways, and now he turns to, he turns to us and says, and has defeated us. Yes? Us doesn't come in the beginning. Us comes later. Self comes first. Yeah? Being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, yeah? Now what's giving self so much leeway to manifest in so many various ways, yeah? What happens when you meet self in your own life? What do you do? You usually call it me, yeah? And then it has carte blanche, it runs through everything, it goes into the memories to support its story, it goes into the future to be fucking petrified now, it does all this little thing, it uses the system, yeah, that has been appointed as the one, and it runs us into the fucking ground. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. If you're not convinced of that, you know, I don't know what it will take, really. I don't know what it will take. If you're not convinced of that, I don't know what it will take. 30 more years? I, I hope not. Yeah. No, that's, Paul, I'm feeling, I'm feeling what you're saying. Um, the whole thing was uh, initially just the separation between spirit and self that's but you, you, you when you were talking I can't put it into words but I feel it like you say sometimes you just feel stuff yes and uh, I can live All from that I, yeah that's the communication that's what I'm trying to get through yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a relief from it I'm so trying to share, trying to share is it all great and rosy all day? No, but I'll tell you, the other option is you're playing Russian roulette with self. I mean, Jesus Christ. At least it doesn't have any, it's not even near the proximity of a gun. It's so, it's so contained in a little, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just read the sentence. Being, being convinced is the condition we need to be in. Of what? That self, not us, self, has manifested in a lot of ways. 
We're not going to go into all of them here. It's not appropriate, but we'll target the common ones, all right? Manifest in various ways has defeated us. If we are convinced of that, we are now going to look at self's common manifestation. He uses the word it's, but it's implying self. Some of the common manifestations of self in our life when it's in the dominant position. And they are resentment, fear, mostly mental anxiety, really, and harming others in the pursuit of what we want. Yes, or what it wants, really. <laughs> So, if you're not convinced, that's fine. If you are convinced, all right, let's move on. Yeah? (laughs) Perhaps there's a better way. Instead of trusting something finite, what would trusting something finite be? A finite self. It would be being identified as it. Yeah? You know, it would be taking every fucking thought to be the God-honest truth, when it isn't. It's a propaganda channel. Really, it is. Maybe there's a kernel of something of truth in there, but it's got layers and layers of fucking shit. Yeah? Really, yeah? So we're going to look at these common manifestations. Why? Not to beat ourselves up over them, so that we can recognize when self is manifesting. Yeah, we will know the tree by its fruits. We will come to the conclusion of self has defeated us by seeing its manifestations and not calling them ours. You know what I mean? Recognizing them as not ours. Yes, that's the freedom. And you can just take a simple example. Take a resentment and really see how much life that resentment may have. An hour, 40 minutes, five minutes, yeah? Now, add the word my on it. It can live for 50 fucking years. 50 years. What extends the life of the resentment? Not the resentment. Us, yeah? By being identified as the one who has the resentment. You want me to go on to 800,000 examples? All you need is one. They're all over your life, thousands of them, all day. The act of being identified as something that you're not, causing and dictating all the reactions you have to your life. That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self has all of its leeway based on an identification as self. We don't rec- we are, it talks to us as us. Mm-hmm. It's presenting itself as you when it's telling you these insane ideas. That's why we buy a lot of them, yeah? If it was a fucking vacuum salesman and you know all you have is hardwood floors, you would have no interest in its fucking little rap, Yeah? It'd have to convince you you have a lot of rugs for you to have any interest in buying a vacuum. Yeah, I had this experience once. It was awesome. I went to Turkey, and I was in the city Istanbul, and uh, got there, and I was in a guest house. So a couple of us who I didn't know, I met them there. We went to the main area where the Blue Mosque is and uh, the Sophia 
incredible. And a, a very nice dressed guy came, salt and pepper hair with like a you know shark skin suit or whatever. And he could speak really good English. And he said, hey, I can show you around. Of course, I was suspicious about getting taken, but he seemed to be cool. And so we walked around and he showed us the sights. And then he brought us to this big brick building to a side door and he knocked on it and a guy looked just like him answered. And then the guy that had given us this little tour just passed us over to this other guy and he waltzed us into a rug emporium. Yeah, oriental rugs. And as they walk in, as you walk in, they ask you, well, what's your name? I go, Paul. They go, Mr. Paul, uh, do you want, an, you, know, you want a Turkish coffee or an apple juice? I go, apple juice. And so they sit you in there, and then they put on this incredible show. Beautiful rugs, throwing them. All these guys come out there, throwing them, throwing them, this and that. See, but my condition, which I was very clear about, was I was on a round-the-world trip. Yeah? So basically, I had immunity to all their rug sale temptations because I didn't have a floor. I wasn't living anywhere. F-L-O-O-R. I had nowhere to put a rug. So I, didn't, I could stay there for eight hours. I was not going to buy a rug. It was just that fucking possible. And they tried to convince me. They did. They said, listen, we could fold it up so we can put it into your knapsack. I said, I'm not going to go to Thailand with a fucking oriental rug on my back. You know what I mean? So I saw the absurdity of all their little enticements based on the fact I don't have a flaw. Yeah? This is what the identification of self is. It supplies the fucking flaw. And creates all these other necessities and all this other bullshit. And then you buy it. You keep buying its fucking product. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, it was so clear. I wasn't going to buy a rug the 50th day. If I was on a 50-day retreat in that rug emporium, I wasn't going to buy a rug on the 50th day just as much as I wasn't going to buy it on the first day. Because I was convinced I don't have a flaw. I was in the state of being convinced I don't live anywhere. Why am I going to buy a 10 by 12 fucking rug? Putting it in a campsite? No. This is what, this is the importance of having a clear basis. The basis is what gives you the immunity to all the fucking advertising. It's the basis. You might as well get clear about it. You got to get to the causes and conditions. If not, you'll, you'll fall prey like you've done thousands of times. You'll be buying a fuck it and you'll, act, you'll, act, you'll be driven to do something that, that causes you great misfortune and you'll blame yourself every fucking step of the way. Not even recognizing. You've been taken over thousands of times and you've never even recognized it. That's called being out to lunch. <laughs> Truly. How do you start recognizing it? By hearing the possibility about it so that you can see it because you've passed it by thousands of times in your life. You've walked right by it, but you keep calling it you. See, the possibility of kicking it out is when you see it as foreign. Yeah? 
and then the higher power will get about its business and it will weaken your fucking addiction to that and strengthen your attraction to the higher power. But first, it's got to get to the exact nature of it, yeah. Sooner or later. Why not sooner? Now. Now's a good time. Thanks, Paul. Thanks a lot, Kerry. Thank uh, we have another... Uh, Walter, did you ask a question? Maybe I lowered your hand by accident. Are you there? No, no question. Okay, if anybody has a question for Paul, please raise your hand. In the meantime, Paul, um, you'd wrote something about long-term sobriety that there's something honoring the gift um, that you have while you have it, and it keeps uh, um, some of that recovery fresh for you. Could you talk about that? Well, yeah. How best way to honor the gift is to use it, yes? Or allow it to use you, really. Yeah? What do you think we're doing today? Exactly. What do you think we're doing today? Do you think I want to do this? Yeah? It's not about wanting or not wanting. It's just a seat assignment. Yeah? Something compels through me to keep putting this out for 30 freaking years, 29 years. I mean, it doesn't matter if there's what would people would call success or not. The joy is just honoring that directive, honoring it, yeah? And how do I honor it? By just fucking showing up, yeah? Simple, yeah? We're being... See, you're going to be used no matter what. You can be used by the mental state or you can be used by a state that's not of mentalness. Yeah, you're going to be used. As an action figure, you're going to be directed. You are. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. And you'll, you, can, you can start having an intimacy with what's directing you by its observance. You observe... You know, and what I've observed being directed by this power, it's not of self-centeredness. It's inclusive. It doesn't look, every win doesn't have to have a loss. It's a win-win, yeah? When I'm available to you, I'm available to that, yeah? It's just, a, and it's seamless. It's, it's, what has been revealed to me is seamless. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no loophole. There's no exception. Everything can be put under the principles I've been introduced to. There's no the problem. Yeah. There's no, this is so unique. It can, yeah, no, there's nothing. Yeah. So to me, that's honoring it. Being available. Yeah. Didn't you realize, I hope, I realized when I went in AA that I would do a lot more because of AA than I would do for myself. Yeah. 
AA brought the best out of Paul. It did. Yeah? AA brought the best out of Paul. Yeah? I would do for AA what I would never do for myself or for you. But for AA, because it's a, it's just the appropriate response of honoring. I mean, if I, you know, let's say, you know, you were in hell, and then a bus came and took you out of hell, well, my altar would have a bus on it, you know? You know what I mean? I'd be honoring that fucking bus. Well, that bus is AA for me, yeah? So I honor the spirit of AA, yes, which is... Being available, as that has been available to me. Yeah? I mean, it's just, uh, there's no thought about it. But I know how the head is, and the head will forget a miracle in a half an hour. It will. But it will remember a supposed slight for 40 years. So you've got to know that. Yeah? You've got to know it. It's gonna, it's got, it wants to keep fitting you with blinders. Before and after recovery, it does. It wants to direct your seeing. It does. By knowing that, it allows other possibilities. Without knowing it, you won't even have any other possibilities. That will be it, yeah? That's what it is. The, the self is a jealous God. It doesn't want any other God before it, yeah? The, the self is not... Oh, it's a win-win. It's, a, it's, it's actually a vindictiveness to lord over the winning to the loser. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's like a parasite, really. It has parasitical natures. So, Thanks, Paul. Yeah. You know the problem because you lived under it. You've lived under it, yeah? How many times did you do something you didn't want to do? Thousands of fucking times. I guess you were in the state of powerlessness, yeah? That's our access to power, admitting it. Admitting that we're outmatched is the end of being outmatched, really. Thanks a lot, man. Um, we've got another question for from Jack G. Uh, Jack, if you want to unmute yourself and you have ask your question. Hi, Paul. Hey, Jack. How are you? Well, good. You can hear me. It was a little iffy last night. I'm good. Thanks. Um, so. What I was thinking was I, I, I stopped drinking almost a year ago. And uh, about four months later, or five months later, I um, decided to quit smoking. And I was a, I was a heavy smoker. And I my life doing the patch and chewing the nicotine gum, you know? Um, <clears throat> What I realized is, you know, one day after a couple months, I, I was, I, I get up in the morning, 
And I was searching for the nicotine gum just like I would a pack of cigarettes. And I realized I'm just as addicted to the, to the gum now as I, as I was the cigarettes. So my question is, you know, like I said, I, I, I quit drinking, then I quit cigarettes. And it's like, when the fuck does it end, the addiction, you know? And uh, <clears throat> anyway, if you could just speak on that, the, the, th the, the, the thing about addiction itself. Right. Yes, yeah, well, here there are varying degrees, yes? <clears throat> Some have less uh, consequences than others. So I don't know. I think it's, the, you know, the head is agitated and... It stays agitated. The only the the thing that works for me is seeing I'm not the head. Yeah. When I'm taking myself to be the head, it becomes the main uh, the main attraction in life. When I see I'm not that, it becomes one of the attractions. And as one of the attractions, it's not that attractive, really. <laughs> When you take the sheen of me off of it, it's sort of fucking boring. And the same old, same old. And it really gets, it's, re, it's repetition is duller and duller and duller, really. It's, uh, it's not very, it doesn't have its own shine, yeah? It's my addiction to it that makes it seem so special. <laughs> so once it just, uh, I find... The great migration is just the moving of interest and attention from, a, from that to something else, yeah? That something else could be whatever. You'll find out, but it will be from that, yes. <laughs> I know where the migration starts from. The fun of living is where it's going to end up, yeah? But I know where it's starting from. It's the attention and interest is going to migrate from the mental conditions, and move out, yeah? And then that's, that's the joy of being awake, you know? <laughs> Is uh, what you're awake to. Things change. You see different things. In the same old, same old, you see different things. When there's a certain condition that you can take the same walk for 20 years, and it's new every time. That's us, yeah? That's not the walk. That's not the mental story about it. It's us, yeah? It's new, yeah? We're alive and fresh every second, yeah? That's the joy of it, yeah? It can even bring some joy to the most dullest things, yeah? It's great. You might as well see you as that, yeah? Or you're going to be over-reliant on what's going to fail you because people will fail you you know, can, physical conditions will fail you. Mental conditions will fail you. Yeah. They will fail you. Yeah. But when you're relying on this, it allows you to travel lighter with, through everything else. Yeah. So, yeah. The nature of the mental state is addictive. That doesn't make you an addict. Yeah. 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 Don't you see, like, when you're speaking to a new person in recovery, 
the self is so magnified, it takes up the whole square. The whole square, everything they speak about is, is just echoing that, yeah? Then you see someone who's been under the influence of recovery for years. Their square gets a lot bigger, yeah? Now they have their concerns and their problems, but they're not taking up the whole fucking screen, yeah? The screen has a giant opening that birds can fly in, that miracles can enter, that things can be noticed, yes? It's not all about you. You, 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 yes? That's, that's the difference. It's the movement from a, a hyper, like, uh, zoom lens on you to a much more panoramic view, yeah? The camera has the ability to go from there to there. It does, yeah? It's who's directing the fucking camera that keeps it the zoom all day, yeah? When we surrender, and perhaps the better way kicks in, that infinite opens up the aperture, and it becomes, your view becomes panoramic. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. You are neither this nor this. It's what's living through us, yeah? I would say, I would like to... See, I believe, I believe, it's just a belief that we are spirit, yeah? And that spirit can be disguised by an excessive obsession with a mental idea, being the doer, the thinker, pictured as a body, yeah? But that identification as a body can easily be seen through. But you are spirit, yeah? You are that. It ha that has a great assurance in it. It doesn't need advertising. I'm spirit, I'm spirit. It is, yeah? It's just fucking obvious when you lose interest in all the other shit, yeah? Yeah. So, there's an identification as what you're not. You do not need to identify as what you are. You are that. <laughs> there's, no, there's no need for any of... There's no, you don't have to keep re-gluing, yeah, because you are it, yeah? You don't need a huge advertising campaign to convince yourself you are it. You are it, yes? It doesn't have, it has no, no fucking uh, propaganda budget. It's just there. It just is, yeah? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't need fanfare. It doesn't need... Oh, this is a reminder. No, none of this. Yeah. It just is. He can rest there. It's pretty. <laughs> There's no you resting there. There's rest there. Yeah. There's rest in everywhere, as everywhere. There is. I mean, it just. And, uh. <laughs> I mean, it's what they used to say. It's not self-evident, it's evident, yeah. It's complete, it's evident. When you touch upon spirit, there's a recognition you are spirit. <laughs> there's no recognition of being self. There's a story that you were a self and you're going to be a self. Therefore, you are a self now. It's a complete story, yeah? <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you really believe, do you really believe you're the thinker of all the thoughts? Give me a fucking break. <laughs> you can't even remember your keys where they are. You're thinking you're thinking? Give me a break. We're observing stuff. We're not that, we're not that, we're not the source or the cause of what we're observing. <laughs> How we're observing, something's causing that, yes. We have a self-centered lens that is taken to be the only lens. There's th tons of different ways of seeing. Yeah. They, not, not all of them have to be filtered through self-centeredness. <laughs> Remember, we used to have a little story about, a, you know, I, you probably not, when I was younger, they had these cheap cameras. I used to call them brownies, but they weren't. You'd buy them in a, like a pharmacy. They were a cardboard box, and you'd just give the box into the pharmacy. You only, could, only had like 12 pictures for like five bucks, yeah? And basically, you just like pointed and hoped because the lens was plastic. You couldn't see shit. You just sort of, well, I think the mountain's there, and take the picture, and then when it got developed, you saw what happened. So let's just say there's this type of camera, and then there's this huge, beautiful camera with HD surround sound, unbelievable. And that huge camera walks into the situation and sees the little brownie camera and goes, hey, wait a minute. And it looks through the brownie camera, and while looking through the brownie camera, it forgets that it's the big camera, and it seemingly becomes identified as the brownie camera. Yeah? Now, having the nature of this huge surround sound, 360-degree HD, it gets irritated by the fucking quality of the pictures. Yeah? It's restless, irritable, discontent, because it has a, a vague sense that it's something other than this fucking brownie camera, yeah? But now it's wedded to seeing everything through this plastic lens. So what does it do? It doesn't question the identity with the brownie camera. It buys Nikon super lenses, like $10,000 lens, straps it on the brownie, but the previous lens is the plastic lens. It neuters the effect of the 10,000 upgrade. It does. Yeah? You can put 20 of them, you're still going to see it through that plastic lens. This is what we're doing. Instead of recognizing we're not the brownie camera. Yeah? We're not the brownie camera. What? Yeah. And then what happens? The possibility is, hey, if I'm not the brownie camera, I can move away from the brownie camera. Yes, you can. And then suddenly you see the brownie camera from the big camera. Hallelujah, you've recognized the problem. The big camera was seemingly identified as the brownie camera. There's your diagnosis. Yes. Let's do an inventory and see how self manifesting as the brownie camera has defeated us as the larger camera. Let's do an inventory and recognize its common ways. Well, telling me false evidence appearing real through the black is really what's happening. Fuck, that sucks. Yeah? 
And so now you recognize, wow, that's all that shit is of the brownie. I am now going to abandon my brownie over to God. Right? Yeah? You see this, the spirit of it? When I saw I wasn't self, the first possibility that came up was I can be free from it. Because all my ideas of freedom were handcuffed with self. I was trying to be free as self when the freedom is from self. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I can't do any better than this. You know. awesome. But I'll try. Let's see what happens. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I mean, we used the rug. We used the brownie camera. I mean, Jesus Christ. Do I have to come into that square and slap the fuck out of you? Which I'd love to do. You don't need to get it. It's already there. Yeah, you don't. That which tells you you got to get it is not you. You don't have to get it. You are it. It's different. The last information it wants is information about it. <laughs> it wants to try you to get information. I want spiritual information. I want information. No. See what you're not. Yeah. Get a working understanding of recognizing self by its common manifestations so that you'll recognize self by its subtle manifestations. Yeah. You'll see what you're not. Take it to six and seven if you're following the program and ask that higher power, yeah? Because you're entirely ready. Because I'm entirely ready to have what I'm not be removed. I am. I want to kick out the squatters. I can't kick them out because when I come in and tell them to get out, they just start laughing because I have no power because I'm a squatter too. So I ask this power to come into the building and kick out the fucking squatters. Yeah? So I can be restored to sanity. I don't know how, you know. The spirit of surrender is better than a conceptual idea of surrender. Get the spirit of it. It's admitting the futility of trying to get out of self as self. That's one of the highest forms of spirituality there is is recognizing the futility of trying to get out of self as self. And it's not an unusual phenomena. The system can't get out of itself. Fucking get clear about that. Yes? Self ain't getting out of self. I don't care if it's called Jacob or fucking Mary or Roman or Bill. Your sense of specialness doesn't override this statement. Self can't get out of self. Let's put that to fucking rest, yeah? Please. Thanks well, that. it doesn't look that way. It looks like Paul's trying to get out of self. Yeah, Paul, a.k.a. self. The act of identification is 
you got just you got caught in the act. You're calling self Paul. Yeah? Hallelujah. You finally saw it. Now it makes sense. Oh, so all those years Paul was trying to get out of self, it was actually self trying to get out of self? Bingo. Yes. Let's move on to the next basic. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, Paul's still looking for a new strategy to get out of self. He's tried 800 of them. He's wondering why they, none of them work. <laughs> Could it have something to do with Paul? Yes, it can. <laughs> Paul is a, is a front for self. <laughs> it's like one of those shell companies. You're thinking you're donating to the, it's another shell company for self. <laughs> what i had no idea i thought it was a it was a humane society in yemen no it was self taking all your fucking donations <laughs> See? that's why they say say self-knowledge avails you nothing that's a crazy statement really you know what I mean? There's certain statements in AA that a lot of people who weren't in AA would go, what? Because we value knowledge so much. But the importance of the statement is self before knowledge, yeah? Knowledge of self is very valuable. Self-knowledge isn't. What's the difference? What's the difference? One is knowledge claimed by self has no value. One is knowledge about self value, yeah? If you can see that diagnosis, there'll be 800,000 examples of just that. You'll start recognizing them. That's how all you need is a key. One little key opens up a lot of observation. Yeah. Yes. See, there's like four outfits the thief of self can wear, let's say. Usually you can sort of picture the other two by seeing the first two. You don't have to reckon see it in all of its fucking garb or costumes. One or two of them or three of them, will you'll have the ability to recognize in, in all of its little sheep clothing. You'll recognize the wolf, so to speak, yes? You don't need to be whatever vigilant. You'll recognize it after a while. Oh, here it comes in the bozo outfit. And then it was the uh, it outfit and then whatever. It's a fucking clown. Clown in a suit, clown in an airplane, clown in a train. You know, it's a clown. <laughs> now you have the ability to recognize self fucking far out and not call it you fucking far out. Now you're on to something. Whatever comes up, bring to step six and seven. Get that energy reconfigured and maybe that energy will produce an ease and comfort where you sit instead of being used to fucking contract you all day about what's not happening. It's the same energy. Yes, the same energy pictured as a prison is also pictured as the same energy that's pictured as a resort. It's the same energy. Yeah. One thing molds it into a prison, the other you see it as a resort. I like the resort better. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, yeah, but see, it's a drag when you're sitting in the prison saying, saying you like the resort better. Better check out you're not in the prison. See, when you're in the prison, thinking about the resort just punishes you for the being in the prison, you see? This is where hope is a disservice. When hope is clouding what is actually is happening, it's not serving you. In the beginning of recovery, it's usually important. But after a while, it can become a disservice, you see? So if you assume you're in a prison, entertaining ideas about a resort just make it even worse, yeah? This is how self uses shit. It assumes you're in a prison that you're not, and then it, it waxes poetically how great it would be in a resort with no ability to be in the resort. It just makes it fucking worse. It's part of the prison, yeah? Do you see that? Most people don't. Most people think they're something, and here's the prison and resort. They don't realize the something they think they are is the fucking prison. They don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like P, oh yeah, yeah. Look at that thing on page 84. We are placed in a position of neutrality without any thought or effort on our part. What relevance are you playing at that point? None, really. You don't get yourself to neutrality. Something puts you in there. And, it, and to be clear, it says without any thought or effort. So you had nothing to do with it, yeah? You know how much you have nothing to do with? A huge amount. <laughs> you know, if you could have a little suspicion about being the doer, no matter whatever was done through you, you're the ironclad principle that you're the doer. You know how much guilt and shame that's garnering? When you were under the influence, you were apt to do almost anything. Give me a fucking break. You were not the doer at that time. Something was doing through you, doing what you would never have done. Give me a break. You give credit to the higher power, well, give credit to the lower power. Yeah? Why are you garnering so much guilt and shame based on behaviors you, you really had nothing to do with? Yes, we have to be responsible with the hopes that it leads to accountability because I was not responsible for what I did. I'm accountable for what happened, but I'm not responsible. At first, I had to be responsible because I was trying to avoid it at all costs because I thought I was super responsible. So I was going to avoid everything. But hopefully it leads to another phase of recovery where you see you were not responsible. I made all the amends. I didn't shirk any responsibility. But you're not going to tell me, and I'm not going to believe it, that I did all that shit. It was my choice to do all that shit I did while being up for eight days on cocaine. No fucking way.
I never would crawl around on a rug looking for a, you know, a piece of a saltine, you know? No. I was driven to that rug. Yeah. See, let's say, you know, in, in uh, San Francisco, we have these cameras, you know, on the highway. Yeah. So when you do an infraction, they take a picture of you. If you could see all your little fucking shenanigans when you were out there and you got a picture, it wouldn't be you that was pictured. You would have a rabid fucking wolf-like look. Fucking, you know, something was living through you. Give me a break. So, yeah. Yes or no? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, any more questions? Uh, there's no more questions with the hands up. Does anybody want to raise their hand? Are we good? Beatrice has got something to say, I think. All right, Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Hi, Beatrice, recovered alcoholic and drug addict. And thank you, everybody, uh, for being here and, and for having the meeting. And thank you, Paul, as always, just mind-blowing. And um, just wanted to just uh, say that I'm very appreciative that the message here was of a different, I'll say, perspective for me. I have been reading this book for, for quite a few years, and, and the message I received here was completely completely a different angle and it was in, in such a way that I needed to have it I don't know if that makes any sense it kind of came to me in in a in a in a different way and it and the book now reads to me in a different way completely yeah. I see a lot of heads nodding and I and I love what Kerry said it's kind of hard to, to put a question out there because the words just kind of escape me um but one of the things that I'm, uh, I, I like to say is that there are people like me who started to listen to this meeting, really didn't understand what was going on, but there was something here, something interesting that made me keep going back to, to listen. When I first listened, Paul, I thought to myself, this motherfucker did a lot of acid in his day because it was a message that was completely, you know, out there to me at the beginning. Now it's like, it, it's, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's an awakening, if that makes sense. So one of the things I wanted to just share, and I think I've said this before, forgive me, uh, the freedom really came when I understood that the, that, that the um, resentment it had a hold of me. That freedom was where the light switch turned on. And I feel like now I'm on solar power with a capital S, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, and I believe that's the inner resource, the spirit that we tap, that we already are. It's already <laughs> there. It's deep down within us. We just have to let it out. And we, I believe, do that through this process. So I thank you for that because now when I read this book, when I see things like centers in the mind and other, other words and lines, lack of power is my dilemma. It comes to me completely different in a in a wonderful way. And, uh, and if I can share anything with anybody, please hang in there, you know, 
the message is here. It'll, it, it, it may, it'll come, it'll be there. Just, I tell people all the time, they reach out to me. If you can believe this, they hear me uh, on YouTube and they say, you know, they ask me and I just, I'm like, hang in there. There's a message here. You'll hear it. Just <laughs> Is that weird? Is that weird? Like that? No. But anyway. If you want to speed it up, I'll, if you want to speed it up, I'll send you some acid. Yeah. No. AA approved. Hell, AA approved LSD. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no. I'm going to mute you for a second. <laughs> Hold on one second, all right? Hold on. He muted himself. Look at that. Uh, let's see here. I had some pressing, uh, some pressing thing to do here. Yeah, thank you, Beatrice. Yeah. See, it makes total sense to me. So that's the funny thing. Yeah. It makes complete sense to me. It's sort of like uh, two and two equals four, obviously. Obviously. I mean, completely. So, uh, yeah. But I've learned a lot. Yeah, I've learned a lot about it. You can speak about it without talking about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To just put it out. So this is, it's nice that we have a platform where we can actually talk about it and hopefully what we are is speaking about it. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice to have this platform, but obviously in AA, that platform isn't uh, that concrete. So you, you know, what you are always speaks louder than what you say. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, hopefully there's communication, and I think there is. That's the point. I did. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Beatrice. I saw it. I saw it with you and the light. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Even in the Zoom, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good Because I've watched some. There's a guy I like, Johannes. I don't know if he's here today. His face was sort of very held and then he just got looser as yeah. the weeks went on and you could see that he wasn't taking johannes as seriously as before which is really it's monumental actually really yes, it is. you know in a mundane ordinary sense a way it's monumental that you just uh you're not you're not like being pinned to the mat all day you know you just yeah it's awesome so I'm really, yeah, this has been very rewarding for me because I get nothing. And to me, that's the highest reward. It's true. I get absolutely yeah. nothing, which is awesome. Yeah. It is unbelievable. I've been on a strict diet of nothing for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and with, with a capital N, nothing, no thing. Yeah, it's been very healthy. <laughs> All right, well, is that it? I'm going to uh, start. Yeah, it's spurred a, a question from Gary. Do you have time? Otherwise, you can start your video. Uh, for Gary, I have time. One more quick one. All right, here we go. You're too kind. Thank you, Paul. 
No problem. And, and so, of course, you're the keynote speaker at the Nothing Convention, right? <laughs> no. No. I'm a... Or, or a featured speaker. I don't know. I may be like the yes. janitor. <laughs> anyway, I, I just wanted to comment on some, just one little trick that I noticed in myself that I think you helped me with. It's like... Um, one of the things that tripped me up is like whenever I would say something like, well, it, it's not me that did all those things, there'd be a, a responding voice that would say, well, wait, you're not being responsible. You got to be yeah. responsible. And, yeah. and, but now something comes up and says, ah, that's another form that self takes to keep yes. you trapped. That's, yes. I just one little move and I really just appreciate I think I think that you help with that and I just wanted to share that well, that's huge really because that's uh, you know more gets revealed every time the aperture moves yeah yes. Yes. so uh, yeah that's yeah. cool yeah it is. It, it would trip me up for, I'm sure, years, years. It I was, be uh, it's an aspect in some Buddhist thing where uh, it's a great development when you can see the self and see the self claiming to see the self. Yeah. Right. right, 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 right. <laughs> so, uh, it's off, it affords a lot of uh, acreage, a lot of ooh, space. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I can let it's that. Monumental when that. you just sort of just recognize uh, the activities of something foreign in you. That's also awesome too. But then there's more gets more can be revealed, and uh, you can well it, come to the Wednesday and Saturday because then it enters into this idea of duality, which is. Uh, is a very good, it's like a map of what's happening that you can put on the mental map of what's happening. Yeah? And duality will actually show you what's going on. So it's a pretty interesting idea. Yeah, I, I love You know what I mean? So you see, yeah. say you have, you think Iowa's here and Alabama, and then if you put another template on it, you see it in a whole different way, yeah? And then BAMO, and maybe the way you see it, the second way, makes much more sense than the way you were seeing it, yeah? And more is revealed. Yeah. It's the same information, just categorized differently. Uh, we'll go on it Wednesday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I like those too. All right, okay. brother. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for the support. I appreciate it, yeah. My lavish lifestyle. <laughs> Got to keep you in coffee. Yes, keep me or in not, coffee. whatever it is. I'm still gonna have a coffee now, actually. All right, so let me say goodbye to everybody. Mike and Kaiser for helping, you know, run the whole thing. Very appreciative. Yay. Yes, we got Rob from Louisville. Nice to see you, Rob. We got, uh, let's see, Kerry as always, fantastic, Rob. My main man, far UK, Walter from some place in uh, the Netherlands, I think. Yeah. Yes, we got Paul. You know, he's got he's he's 
Represented by a nice shirt there. I like that. We got Roman from Germany. Nice to see you, Roman. Thank you for all the support. Dennis from L.A., I think. He's down in the L.A. area. We've got, uh, let's see, Beatrice. I don't know where Beatrice is. Yes. I'm going to send you some psilocybin. All right. All right. Psilocybin. All right. <laughs> ben, make sure it doesn't cross state lines, then it's a federal offense. I'll have to squeal on you. Ben, <laughs> nice to see you, Ben, up there. I like the windows. The iPhone guy, nice to see you. He's on a cross-country bus trip, I think. Yeah, it's okay. You're going to be in San Antonio in no time. We got Jack G from wherever he is. He's always somewhere. Uh, we got Jacob, my little, uh, my protege from Seattle. We got uh, Haskins, nice to see you. Michael, Stacy, Beth, North Carolina. Marty, nice to see you, Marty, down there. Oh, wait. Let's see who else is here. We got Mika. Oh, we got Mika. No, Mickey. Mickey from uh, Madeira. We got Susanna, a very uh, close friend of mine. I don't know if she knows that or not. Jim and Trish. We got John. John with the brick wall behind him. We got Gary. He's got a little hat today. Helen. Helen is dry, traveling a lot lighter. That's good, Helen. We got Leah. Leah's out and about. It's the first time I've ever seen her outside. Yeah, hope, yeah. We got Kaiser from Minnesota. We got Malcolm driving. Nice to see you, Malcolm. Thanks for all the support. Oh, we got Trish and uh, I missed him there. Where is he? These squares keep changing. It's weird. Whatever. Trish and uh, her better half. I, I've lost you now. All right, that's about it. And then there's some anonymous people. I won't even give them any credit there. All right, guys, thank you so much. We are doing a speaking at a thing called the Nothing Conference. It's more about non-duality. They got nothing and everything. So they have people speaking about paths, and then there's no paths. I think I'm speaking 9.15 Sunday morning, uh, California time. Uh, it should be pretty good. Person asks me questions, and then uh, you just riff, riff on it. All right. So, but uh, it'll be recorded, and you'll get it free later on if you want. Paul, it's Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday. Yeah. Or you don't miss. Well, it. whatever. <laughs> you sure of that? That's what it says on the website. I think. I don't think. I think that's Sunday. wrong. I think it's Sunday, yeah, nine fifteen. They came yeah. here, they did well, it's typical Zen bitch slap, giving out the wrong information. All right. But I think it's the nothing, nothing, nothing conference. Nothing conference I've never been a promoter of my own career. <laughs> Mike, the website does say Sunday currently. I don't know what date it is. But I think it's Sunday. I think I've got to bring that to six and seven. That's an old idea. Why am I thwarting my own, uh, my own career? Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't care. Just I'll see you guys soon. Thank it's you. my pleasure. Thanks, Thank you. Paul. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Oh, it does say Sunday now. Yeah. It's Sunday. I'm telling you. Nine fifteen. He changed it. He had put up nineteenth 
and Saturday yesterday. I mean, before before today. I know we had a, we made a mistake. All right, I'm getting out of here. See you, Paul. See you. Good night.